everyone thanks for tuning in i'm your host charles wallace you may recognize today's guest from karate kid 3 and the netflix hit series cobra kai he is none other than karate's bad boy mike barnes he's also an extremely successful author and let me tell you his book way of the cobra is truly life-changing so please without further ado let's jump into my interview with Sean Kanan. Sean, how's it going, man? Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Thank you, brother. So, Sean, I mean, I I think a lot of people know who you are. I mean, I know I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I know who you are. But just for those who may, may I'm not. The, I'm the biggest star in my house. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Some days I'm 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 the biggest star. Other days. <laughs> it's I feel my like, wife. It's not me. She's the biggest one. Yeah, right. Depends on the day. Um. If you could, little introduction of yourself for uh, for the folks that may not be familiar with you. Sure. Uh, my name is Sean Cannon. I'm a Scorpio. I like long walks on the beach. Um, no. uh, yeah, you know, I'm an actor. I've been doing it for, well, I, actually, since I moved out to Los Angeles uh, in 1987, uh, I am uh, a producer, a writer, um, uh, a coach, a personal development coach. And uh, a pug lover. How about that? Did you say a pug lover? Pug. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. I, I, <laughs> I used to, I, I used to love pubs. I quit drinking, but I used to love them. Oh no, I said pug, the dog. P U G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P U G. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah. I got two of them. Get out! Do you have uh, fawns or black? They're fawn, Bane and Zeus. <laughs> oh my! They're the best. They're the best. They're, they're going to be ten years old next month. I got a 10 year old, man. That's so crazy, man. That is, oh, that's funny. So, well, yeah, I can't thank you enough for doing this, man. Uh, I'm looking oh, forward, God. looking forward to this. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I'm a huge fan. I figured it'd probably be good to start here. So if you like reflecting on your role, which is pretty iconic to me is Mike Barnes and karate kid three, and then the revival in Cobra Kai, how, how have these experience in, in experiences influenced your personal and professional growth over the years? I think it's the other way around. I think that my personal growth and quest to become a more self-aware human being has influenced my acting. Um, you know, as it's funny, I was teaching an acting seminar the other day and I was telling my students that the very first reservoir that you have to check is from your own personal life. 
before you, you know, before you manufacture something to place someone else, look and see if it's something that you've already experienced or exists within you. And I use the analogy of playing a father and I played a father before I had a child and I played a father since having a child. And there's no comparison. There just simply isn't. You can, you can learn everything about being a father. You can, you can be a very good actor, but nothing compares to actually having that experience in your real life. And I've done a lot of work in myself. I've, uh, you know, especially in the last five years. And I believe that it's, it's had a profound shift in, um, you know, who I am as an actor. So I think it's the other way around. And, and, you know, you talk about Mike Barnes and uh, Cobra Kai, as opposed to Mike Barnes and Karate Kid 3. You know, it's 35 years down the road since I played this role. And like most people, I've changed, I've evolved, I've grown my, you know, the multifaceted prism with which I view the world has changed. And I was fortunate that the character was able to change too. You know, he was a a much more dimensional human being than Mike Barnes was, who was kind of this, you know, this unidimensional thug. Uh, and I think Mike Barnes and Cobra Kai, you know, we got to see a much wider range of emotions. And, you know, I, it, 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 it was it was really well received by the fans, which just made me so happy. Mm. I... I just remember watching when I knew I, I kind of knew it was you coming and I just I loved it. I love I thought it was fantastic, man. It it was it was it was great. Um you know, good segue into this next question though, because you talk about the work you've done on yourself. And sure. you know, I want to be totally transparent with the audience. When I reached out to you, obviously what I wanted to talk about a lot was acting, Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, uh-huh. and then and then once you turned me on to your book and you being an author, I was this last week. It's been fantastic. I've I've had it. I've been listening to it. So what I wanted to ask you about is in your book, Way of the Cobra, you offer a lot of insights and life lessons. Is is there any particular lessons from the book that you find yourself revisiting in in like challenging times? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um let me think. Uh, you know, I think the first thing um, is you, you need to understand that the the word cobra in way of the cobra is an acronym. It's formed from the words character, optimization, balance, respect, and abundance. And living in abundance, living in gratitude is a huge, huge part of my life. Um, personal responsibility, which is uh, one of the central messages of way of the cobra. You know, you... Uh, you know, if you're not happy with your life where it is, your life's your fault. You're not a victim. You know, it's not your your father's fault who used to put you down in front of his friends. It's not your mommy's fault who didn't hug you enough. And it's not the world's fault for not seeing what a, a special, unique little snowflake you are. Um, and by the way, everyone is unique. But, you know, you really, if you're going to make appreciable change in your life, taking personal responsibility is absolutely the first step. And then of course it's taking action. Um, so I live my life to the best of my ability in accordance with what I wrote in the book. 
that and, and also the, the, the sequel of Welcome to the Kumite, which is the sequel to Way of the Cobra. Um, you know, I, I couldn't put these books out and not live my life, not, not walk it like I talk it. I would feel like an enormous fraud. Well, I just want to say here, and, and for everybody listening, I'm going to do my own book review on it because I've already, I, Sean, I honestly, I wish that I would have maybe had this book three years ago yeah when i started my own transformation um and it was interesting as i listened to it i was kind of like man like i could there was so much in it that is going to help me moving forward but it helped me a lot to to get where i am so i am excited for more people to read that and, and and listen to it um so as an actor not just karate kid cobra kai i mean i know you've been in other things too but you know, obviously your career has spanned decades um, and a lot of success, but I was wondering, could you maybe share a, a moment of um, of personal struggle that significantly impacted you during your career? Um, yeah, uh, I, I was fired from General Hospital um, largely because I had a drinking problem and uh, that was years ago. Um, and it took me a very, very long time to be able to deal with that. Uh, I think to date, it probably is one of the most defining struggles I've ever had in my life. And it's funny, isn't it? How you look back on the things that were the biggest obstacles in your life that seem insurmountable. And then when you're able to figure them out, how you look back on them and you're thankful for them. You know, it's like most challenges, most struggles in life, the solution's simple, but it's rarely easy. Mm. Um, And I had to figure it out on my time in my way. And now that I have, I feel like these clouds have parted and, uh, you know, it's kind of full speed ahead. Man, I appreciate you sharing that. I I think it, we're trying, you know, with my podcast, with the network I belong to, NGBM, we're really trying to impact men primarily in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And I think a lot of it has to do with mental health and with issues that a lot of men, men deal with. And I think some of the things you've already said about having to own it, right? And, and to be willing to, to just speak it and and talk about it and not suffer in silence so i i really really appreciate that um so i ask you about the struggles you know how about how about some of the the victories in your personal life that have really you know you look back on one victory was uh a little known film that i wrote called chasing holden uh, it was about a kid who runs away from boarding school to find J.D. Salinger, of course, who catch her in the eye. And uh, I had worked for a very long time to get that produced. Uh, I was the executive producer and Lionsgate distributed it. And uh, that was a real win for me. Um, winning the Emmy uh, for Best Limited Drama for Studio City, which is a show that I created and I uh I executive produce it with my wife and our other partner, Timothy Woodward Jr. Um, you know, getting anything made in Hollywood 
is really difficult. And then when you get something made and some people like it, that's icing on the cake. And when you get something made and some people like it, and then you get recognition from your peers, I mean, it's, it's just an incredible feeling. It's, it's such a blessing. And, um, you know, that project had been my baby uh, for years and years. And it wasn't until the right nexus of events happened and the right people joined the project that we were able to get it made. And the fact that I am able to do it with my wife is, you know, makes it that much sweeter. Um, and uh, that, that was definitely, definitely a, a big win. Getting my books published, I, mm. you know, I've been blessing. Yeah, man. And, and, and a pre I, I'm so appreciative that someone like yourself is willing to, bless others by with your time and and your generosity with your time i think I that is is a big deal know, i just think that being of service and paying it forward and you know trying to you know help other people where you can if, if we all just did that a little bit more i think the world would be such a better place just show a little more kindness a little more empathy and compassion yeah, I think I couldn't agree with you more. Um, what I really like, though, I like I like the willingness you want to help, right? But I also, and Sean, what I really think I got the most from the book, and I want to ask you about this, you don't sugarcoat it. No. <laughs> and it's, and listen, I'll be totally honest with you, that's, that's what I respond to, right? I, I need somebody like you to be in my face and I don't want you to sugarcoat it. Right. I want to know if I'm, if I'm screwing up, I'm screwing up. Right. And did you intentionally try to come across that way in the book? You know, I, I mean, the, the voice in the book is how I talk. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's how it is. Um, I, I think that it's important to be direct. Um, I think a lot of books about personal development get really wrapped up in rah, rah, just do it. You can do it. And, and I mean, there's a, there's a place for that, but you know, if that's all there is, um, it's hard for people to relate to it. You know? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows, you know, try your hardest, give a hundred percent. Sure. We all know that, but what happens when you feel like you've had your ass completely kicked and you're not happy with where you are in life. And, you know, maybe you're at a place where you just got divorced or lost your job or whatever. How do you rebuild it? And, and that's, those are the people that I'm, I'm really trying to reach to because, you know, people look at other people's success like an iceberg. You probably have heard this before. You know, they, they see the piece of ice sticking out that's, that's shiny and that's successful. And they don't see the iceberg that goes down five mm -hmm. times as deep of self-sacrifice and self-discipline and the, the quote-unquote failure and everything. And I've had all of that. I mean, I wrote this book because I've made every mistake in it a dozen times. You know, I'm a guy that's had to learn things the hard way by banging my head into a wall. And I finally figured some stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's in my voice. And yes, there are a lot of original thoughts and concepts in the book but there's also a lot of stuff that in one form or another you've heard before and sometimes it's the messenger not the message 
that is able to ultimately break through. You know, it's like, it's like when you're 15 years old and it doesn't matter what your dad's telling you, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter how good the advice is. You just can't hear it because you're, you're in that, that sort of, uh, you know, rebelling against your father, trying to assert your own dominance thing. And then I come along and it's the, it's the same message with a, a different presentation and it, it becomes an epiphany for you. Yeah, I think if I, obviously for me, listening to a lot of self-help books, reading a lot of self-help books, what was the difference with yours for me was not just the voice, the simplicity. Yeah. You, you took a direct, sim, very a, a simplicity to a lot of concepts and really came directly right at us. And, you know, and I'm not trying to be funny here, but in a way to me, it was like, as I listened, I was like hearing your karate shit. Right. Yeah. And in a good way, though. Right. And I'm like, and then some of the concepts, though, you just put forth were really, really, really good. So um, I I'm looking forward to people getting Thank proud of Thank that. You. Yeah, I think you'll really like the sequel, too. It picks up right where um, way the Cobra left off. Uh, there's some fantastic strategies. And in Welcome to the Kumite, I really break it down about how where I was in my life and why writing these books saved my life. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if I'm going to elevate myself to the position of being a teacher, a sensei, um, I, I realized very quickly, and you know, that I can't talk down to my audience as if I'm, I'm the expert and I'm teaching them. It's like, we're in this together. I'm, you know, I even say that my readers are every bit my teacher as I am to them and that we're in this together. And, um, you know, look, I'm just another guy trying to figure out the same as everybody else. Um, I, I just took the time to put pen to paper, so to speak. And um, I'm just really, it's an amazing feeling when somebody like you uh, or somebody from another country says, wow, that really resonated with me. And, you know, it's like, you feel like you're, you know, there's a, there's a sense of relevance, which I guess is selfish, but there's also a sense that, you know, if I do nothing else today, if I know that maybe something I did helped someone else make their life just a little better, then, then I, I can feel good about myself. And it fires me up to keep doing it. Yeah, well, your book fires me up, man. And I think <laughs> it probably will fire a lot of people up. So you mentioned this a little bit. You talked about the evolution of the character mike barnes between mm -hmm. karate kid three and cobra kai how how had the perspective of your own life did you did you have input into potentially that evolution of mike barnes was that anything to do with you or was it more to do with the show well you know when i i talked to uh john herwitz and to uh josh hell prior to going down to atlanta uh and I just said, you know, guys, if, if there are two things that I would love to see happen, I want to see that there's an evolution in the character. That's the first thing. And the second is I'd love to, you know, infuse some funny into it because I think um, so much of Cobra Kai is a funny show. And, you know, I do stand up and mm. I, I just, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was able to bring some of that part of my skill set and personality to the character. And I think it worked out really well. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, 
as a young actor um, on Karate Kid 3, you know, I, I didn't know how to ask for things and it was a big studio movie. And, you know, now I, I'm, I'm more equipped to articulate suggestions and, and you know, uh, it, it just, it worked out really well. Yeah, I think it was, I mean, it was, I can't, obviously I love the show. I can't wait for the next season, whatnot. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, so that's, I did want to ask you this. So growing up, I was, you know, definitely in the martial arts. I did Kempo. Um, I did some jujitsu. So I know you were in part of you getting the role had to do with your experience in martial arts. Are you still, you still actively practice? Yes, I do. Yep. Yep. I'm training tomorrow. Um, I've been training lately about twice a week privately. Mm. Um, yeah, I love martial arts. I mean, it's something that hopefully will be a part of me for the rest of my life. Um, uh, I, I've started Taekwondo, which is something I've never done before. And then my, my home dojo is the Genbukai Dojo of Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Genbukai is a, you know, it's a Japanese hard style uh, of karate. Uh, my, the head teacher of, of my school was Sensei Fumio Demura, who we just recently lost. But um, Sensei Demura was actually Pat Morita's stunt double. Mm. Uh, so that was an interesting um I don't want to say coincidence, but it, it definitely uh, it definitely helped me get the role because he he vouched for me early on, and he carried a lot of weight with the uh, stunt team and with Pat Johnson, and uh, um, so um, yeah, I, uh, I you know I, I always joke I can get my ass kicked in five different styles. I've studied a lot of different things, um, and you know I'm just hopefully going to be a, a lifelong student. And, um, you know, I, I hope this journey uh, continues on as long as I can physically do it. So I'm all, I've always been curious when I watch the Karate Kid movies, even Cobra Kai, and maybe it's not true. And I don't mean this wrong or to insult anybody, but I, I always feel like I see a difference in the skill level of the karate. How difficult, because I think you did a really good job. Like when I watch Mike Barnes, I see Mike Barnes as, to me, I see Mike Barnes as somebody that can kick ass, right? I really believe that. How difficult is it sometimes to to navigate that, maybe the skill level, potential difference and things like that? Because I think you do a good job of it. So everyone uh, on the film had a different level of martial arts um, skill. Um you know, Mike Barnes was a 10th degree black belt, a national champion, definitely a better martial artist than Sean Kanan. Uh, so I, you know, I showed the stunt team and the stunt choreographer what I could do. And there were things I couldn't do. And I think they, they played into my strengths and avoided my weaknesses. And, um, you know, I, I did the absolute best that I could. Um, um, but, you know, yeah, it, it definitely... Um, my training in martial arts was, was integral to my getting the role. I, I don't know how they could have found someone who had zero martial arts background and in a month made them look like they were a black belt. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe if they were an extraordinary athlete and just a, you know, a prodigy of, of martial arts. But I mean, I know how hard I worked to get to that level. Um, um, 
you know, what I'm thankful for is 35 years later, you know, going down to Atlanta and, and, you know, reprising the role, I'm, thank God, still physically in a, a position where I can do what needs to be done within the parameters of my personal ability. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, I was a little surprised when I found out how old you are. I think you look younger than you are, man. <laughs> and, and yeah, I really do. I was like, yeah. damn, I couldn't believe you were almost 50, yeah. right? Good, like, good, almost 50. I'm 57. Are you 57? Yeah, it's, it's good lighting and a lot of Botox, though. That's... uh Man, now I'm now now you just made me feel bad. Uh, I thought you. No, know, I always I always joke that I treated my body like a, a brothel for the first fifty years, so I'm going to treat it hopefully like a temple for the next fifty. Dude, holy shit! I got work to do, man. I'm only <laughs> going to be fifty-two, and I look like yeah. I'm way older than you, man. Holy, uh, good stuff, man. Thank you. Good, buddy. good stuff. Um, so. Looking forward a little bit with the whole Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, the way the Cobra, the new book coming out. Sean, how's all this influence? Like, how's it influence like your future projects and even like personal ambition moving forward? I think a lot of it has to do with marshalling my time and energy. Um, you know, when you're 25, you've got boundless energy. Hmm. Um I, you know, I'm a, I, you know, I star on Bold and Beautiful. That's a, that's a huge um, and wonderful time commitment. Um, I've got other projects coming up. Um, my writing, my coaching, uh, you know, I, I probably coach for 10 or 12 hours a day. So I've had to get better at saying no to things. Mm. And I think as an actor, you, you, you have to, Actors don't like to say no because we're, we're always afraid it's going to be the last offer we ever get. Hmm. And you have to recognize that we live in a world of abundance, not live in scarcity. And being more selective doesn't mean that you're going to have less opportunities. It's probably going to mean that you're going to have more. And now I really only do things that I want to do, that I know that I can you know, do my absolute best. And I don't take on so much that I wind up doing a lot of things kind of half-ass because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. I'm not, a, I'm not a serious guy, but I'm very serious about this part of my career uh, because I realized how important it is to get this message out to other people that, that it really can be transformative. And so I feel a sense of responsibility. Man. Yeah. That, um, that's, that's pretty poignant, man. And I think you mentioned it earlier, man, but I think what you're doing is really helping to, you know, we all want to try to leave the world a little bit better than we found it. Right. I think you're, you're yeah. really, really doing that. Oh, um, thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. I, I really do mean it, man. And like I said, I, I think just listening to you in the book and talking to you a little bit here, like you're really, you're really authentic, man. And I think that's what I'm always looking to gravitate towards and speak to people like that. So it's, it's I think, you know, I think that, I think that authenticity is one of the most powerful qualities somebody can have because it's absolutely and thoroughly unique to who each one of us is. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't, you can't mimic someone else's authenticity. 
you know, um, most human beings have a pretty good bullshit detector. Um, and if you're trying to fold them, it may take them a while to figure it out, but they can figure it out. And when they do, they completely shut down. Um, and I think that authenticity can make up for shortcomings in other areas of your life. Um, so that's kind of what I've concentrated on. I've said, you know what, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to be the best version of me that I can be. I'm going to be as honest as I can be and as vulnerable as I can be while still maintaining, you know, who I am as a man and, and use that to, to share with other people. And um, since making that decision, my life's really changed. Um, boy, I'll tell you, you know, for so long, you know, I, I cared cared a lot about what other people thought and I uh, you know I, I was very concerned with things and as I've become less concerned with things I've gotten more of them I just don't care about them in the same way doesn't mean I don't like nice things doesn't mean I don't like toys and you know traveling and all that sort of stuff but I see it for what it is rather than something I need to somehow make me more whole especially mm -hmm. in the eyes of other people that's and you like great segue. I want I I did want to ask you this. I I was thinking about for you, right? You're kind of a unique individual to me as far as you have these contrasting worlds of the martial arts, you know, movies, and now the personal development and and the writing a book, right? It yeah. it almost feels like there's a little bit of like this profound shift in your understanding almost of what it means to be a warrior. I mean, yeah. what do you? How did, would you kind of explain that for like your personal life and your career? You know, uh, I think it was, it was Sun Tzu, I believe, who said that, you know, uh, that to conquer yourself is the greatest form of power there is. You know, you have to be able to manage your own emotions, to know who you are before knowing an enemy. Um, now, I mean, that's metaphoric, obviously, but once you figure out who you are and once you achieve a certain understanding about yourself, the world, and human nature, you can get dropped into any situation and you'll thrive. Mm. If you have certain talents and abilities, you can get dropped into certain situations and thrive for a while. But ultimately, it all comes back down to knowing who you are. And I, I you know, I sort of, I sort of figured that out for myself. It's real hard. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'll be really honest. I have absolutely had moments in my life, even after I had significant success, where I've said to myself. This is the first time where I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm not talking about, you know, my life ending, but just I don't know if I'm going to wind up being a successful guy. And the reason was it's kind of like the, the Peter principle. Have you ever heard the Peter principle that we all rise mm -hmm. to the level of our own incompetence? <laughs> I kind of hit the ceiling of my own incompetence and it became abundantly um evident to me 
that if I didn't go back to the beat lab and do some work, that was it. Mm. And not only was that it, that, that ceiling was rapidly going to lose its relevance and it was going to become a descent into mediocrity. And that's a lot of what Welcome to the Kumite is about. Um, you know, the Kumite refers to an epic battle mm -hmm. and it's to defeat your greatest opponent. Well, of course, your greatest opponent is you. And how do you do that? Well, you do it by metaphorically extinguishing the person you were yesterday and being reborn every day as a wiser, kinder, smarter, stronger, more self-aware version of yourself. And it's a never-ending loop. You're always competing against yourself to be better than you were. It's kind of like, you know, when you, when you ascend a metaphoric mountain, you achieve a goal, you know, it's great for about a minute to look around, smell the air, look at the view, and then your neck needs to crank backwards and upward. And you better be looking for that next taller mountain. Um, otherwise, it's just a matter of time before you start stagnating and slipping down the mountain. Man, that was damn. That was well said, man. That was really well said. Um, and I now you got me excited to probably I'll, I'll probably go tonight and order the other book. Oh, cool, man! I got you. Yeah. And I, I'll do I'll do you one better. So, um, my we're writing the the third uh, installment of Way the Cobra, mm. and this one I'm writing with my wife, and okay. it's called Cobra, called Cobra Couples, <laughs> and it's about how to succeed in your relationship. Nice. Yeah. That, it's gonna, uh, be great you know what i'm looking forward to that because uh so when i kind of hit my wall at 47 i've lost like 100 pounds right wow and my wife's lost about 110 that's amazing yeah yeah so uh, so i'm kind of curious to read that book because what i'll tell you probably is that we probably would have benefited from it a little while back <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm but looking forward to I'll, it. I'll share, some, I'll share something with you. You know, I do I do a lot of weight loss seminars because I lost 50 pounds. Yeah. And I talk about there's a holistic quality to what I teach. In other words, in my weight loss seminars, there are things that I will teach you that also apply to your greater life. Mm. Okay. And one of one of the things that I learned, which has helped me, is the concept that if you want to achieve results, ignore them. What you need to concentrate on is building a bulletproof process for anything, for losing weight, for how you uh, what you do at your job, how you how you deal with your relationships. And it's kind of like this. Um, you know, we don't know each other very well, but I'm going to guess we drive a car 99.5% the same way. You know, you unlock the car, you sit down, put the safety belt on. Put something in the nav if you need it. You check the rear view mirror, side mirrors, throw it in reverse, back up, check the mirrors, put it in drive, obey the street signs and the traffic lights, and you expect to get to your destination, right? You don't drive like, oh my God, am I going to make it? I'm, because right. you've built you've built a bulletproof process for driving. Mm -hmm. you, you know it like the back of your hand, right? Yeah. If you build a bulletproof process for anything that you're pursuing, and you apply it consistently and effectively while constantly doing diagnostics to see what's working, what's not to refine the process. You don't have to worry about the results. They'll mm -hmm. come. They may not come exactly when you want them. They may not look exactly like you imagine them, but you've got a real good chance of achieving the results. Stay out of them. 
don't get attached to the outcome. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that's great. That's great advice. And again, now you got me looking forward to that one. Uh, also, um, I have one last question I want to sure. ask you. And so kind of obviously Mike Barnes, I kind of character, but what I wanted to ask you was in karate kid, Mr. Mm -hmm. Miyagi, Pat Morita, super iconic. Has, has there been a Mr. Miyagi figure in your life? Well, I've, I've definitely had positive influences and in mentors. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my father's been one. Um, my, my first martial arts teacher has been a big one for me. Mm. Um, my wife has been a big one for me. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, um, un undoubtedly. Um, you know, the ability to find a mentor or Mr. Miyagi, um, that's a critical relationship, especially for men. Um, most successful individuals have had some form of a mentor. You know, uh, uh, Alexander the Great had Aristotle. Um, you know, uh, I mean, the list, you know, the list is, it, go, it goes, it goes on and on. And, um, that's, that's also something that is, it's kind of funny. You know, I, I used to always say when I was younger and when I was engaged in a lot of my, you know, uh, stupid behavior, well, look, I'm, you know, I'm nobody's role model. Mm -hmm. And I think I did that as a cop-out and as a way of, I don't know, not, not having to be, not having to be the best guy that I could be. And, and now I really take a lot of honor and privilege in the responsibility of, of mentoring people. And cause I think it's important. I think as a society, you know, that's something that we need to do. It, it can't just be about how much money can I make and how much, how many toys can I acquire? You know, we have to be here for something deeper than that. And I believe that helping other people achieve their dreams is the quickest way to make your dreams come true. Man, well, I think the platform you have with obviously Cobra Kai, I, I, but when you combine that with what you're doing with your social media, with your with your books, Sean, I think you are doing so much to to really help influence others in a positive way. And um, I, again, I wanted to just I was excited to get you on because I'm a huge fan and it's already turned into so much more for me, honestly. Like I, again, I've read a lot of self-help books and yeah. I cannot say enough good things about what you're doing. And um, Charles, I really appreciate that. And, you know, now that we, we, we've met and know each other, you, uh, you know, now, now it's a friend, not a fan. Okay. So uh, you, you know how to get a hold of me and I hope that you'll stay in touch with me. And I just want to wish you an amazing, amazing 2024, um, your audience, and if, you, if you'd like to get my books, you can get Way of the Cobra and Welcome to the Kumite uh, on Amazon or Way of the Cobra on um, uh, Audible. And please go to my website, waythecobra.com. There's all sorts of great, interesting stuff there. And uh, I look forward to us hopefully meeting in person at some point. And hopefully we can do this again. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Listen, yeah. all the best. Take care of yourself. This has been The Bare Essentials. Thanks for listening. And remember, never hibernate on your goals.